Hey, what's up? What's good? Kia ora, everyone. Welcome to Showtime Balling NZ, New Zealand's basketball podcast. Let's get it. And this episode, we're going one-on-one with baller Tanashe Matabananzo. Look, in this episode, we talk about the Mr. T45. He's got such a wide perspective in life and in basketball. It's such a, actually a motivating story or episode, this one, because it talks about you know, not giving up on your dreams or your aspirations and pushing through and forward no matter how hard or tough or even obstacles get put inside your way, how to smash through those barriers and keep pushing forward. Yes, Tanache talks about all of his basketball and even regards to his apparel merch line. He's just recently launched T45. Yo, without further ado, 2020, let's get it. Let's go. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Skinny Fizz. Skinny Fizz, sparkling water with a splash of real New Zealand fruit extract made right here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. No sweetness, just refreshingly real. Skinny Fizz comes in three flavours, lemon, lime and raspberry. For more information, hit them up on www.skinnyfizz.co.nz. Go get it. All right, kia ora koutou katoa. Welcome to the show, Showtime Balling NZ, Balling on All Levels 2020. Man, we're getting it hot at the moment. We've actually got on the line, the, the, the man is starting to, you know, bring himself out. He's marketing his way, himself in different ways and lights, but we're going we're gonna to speak to him. Tanashe, man, can you please pronounce your last name for us, man? I don't want to butcher it, bro. So how do you say your last name? <laughs> very, very few people can, uh, can say this one, <laughs> uh, but how you pronounce it is... Uh, Matabananzo. There you go. I mean, like that's that's better than half of the the population, man. So well done. <laughs> yeah, man. Because let's talk about you know like surnames. It's it's your heritage. You just don't want to be butchering people's heritage, man. Like <laughs> no, you don't want to be doing that. But then you know, I, I have a bit of a difficult. Uh, I put people in a bit of a difficult situation, mm-hmm. so. Uh, Matambanado isn't the easiest thing to to say. So when people get it wrong, I'm I'm, I'm okay with it. If they're like fifty to sixty percent get it right, I'm satisfied. I'm like, you know what? They did their best. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Hey man, hey, thank you very much for taking up some time with us, man, on Showtime Balling, uh, just to try and get your heritage within the basketball scene. But man, yo, represent where you from? I'm from originally from Zimbabwe, but I've been out of there for like 16 years. But I am born uh, in Zimbabwe. I was there for 10 years, and then mum finally uh, took us out of there, and then we uh, we came to actually Whangarei, to be honest. So my New Zealand home. Some uh, got my Whangarei people here going to be loving this, but it's actually uh, Whangarei. That's where I first uh, first came into. Ah, Modi order representing that Whangarei, top of the north there. Awesome, <laughs> man. That's good. So um, let's talk about Zimbabwe, like going back to your, your roots where you, you know, where your birth, like those first 10 years, where'd you, did you find your love for basketball there or was it, well, let's talk about that. First 10 years in Zimbabwe, how was the basketball scene for you there? Wow, that's a, that's a crazy question. So like in Zimbabwe, it was a very, very completely different life. I was very fortunate when both my mum and dad were together. We were kind of sheltered from a lot of things. So like both my parents were quite wealthy off there. So I didn't really see the world too much. But originally, people would get shocked by this. Um, uh, originally, I actually wanted to be a cricket player. <laughs> and uh, so that's a sport that I actually I, I actually love to, 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 to play, you know, but 
since you know we always moved around and they had around in schools and we did come to New Zealand, I would move around quite a lot. But so making friends was a little bit hard. But I was sitting down at lunchtime once, and uh, I forget what school it was, but it was school some school in Auckland, and I was just sitting down, and some guy was like, "Hey, you want to play basketball?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I think the first shot that I took was a half court shot, and uh, and I made it. And I was like, you know what? I think I like this. And that was the the age of uh, sixteen. So. I actually started nice. basketball when I was 16 there and uh, never looked back after that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So there we go. You've um, obviously because cricket was pretty big over, over Zimbabwe and like you played it there, but then you came to New Zealand and then you found the orange ball, the bouncing <laughs> ball. It, um, it shaped a lot of our culture within basketball here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when it came to cricket, like my dad loved that big time. So it was more for that. But he was good in that way, too, because at the age of eight, I knew I wanted to be a professional sportsman. And he he, he built that into into my mind there. Uh, so I was heavily focused and I was heavily uh, focused on always being trying to be a, a professional sportsman. But, you know, when I came to I just when I came to New Zealand, and started playing basketball, I loved the just the the details that go into basketball and how complicated and how hard it was. And I said, like, I just could not figure it out. Even to now, I still struggle at times with that. But just the process of how difficult the sport and the game was, um, I loved that journey because I couldn't, I couldn't play. I was just, I was just quick. I was small and quick and I could kind of handle the ball. So, um, but the rest, the skillful was so hard. I just couldn't shoot, couldn't play defense. But the process of going through that, I uh, I heavily enjoyed that. That that was the fun part for me. Mm, okay, so again, I didn't catch again. What high school did you go to? Oh, I went to quite a few actually. Uh, so one was Kamo High School back in Whangarei was my first one, and um, the second one was Waitakere College. I actually finished my years at Waitakere College in uh, in Auckland. Oh, there was another one. Oh, and there's Tamaki College. So I've actually went to three. My mom always moved quite a way to move school quite a lot. Um, but I actually went to three. Kamo High School, Tamaki College out in East Auckland, and then finished out in West Auckland, uh, Waitakere College. Cool. So when you were back then, so the basketball scene, how competitive was it? Any notable players you played against or played with? Not at all. Not at all. I could never make ramps. I couldn't make any of that. So the one player that, I I do remember watching and idolizing, and we have this talk all the time. Was Carl Bach? <laughs> so Carl Bach was one of the guys that I just I looked up to so highly, and he was a guy that I just and this was in the Rangers days, and uh, I just yeah. So he was the one guy that was I never got to play with him, but he was one guy that I kind of looked. I was like, wow, this guy's uh, is incredible. <laughs> Yeah, so Carl Buck, he's doing some great things at the moment. We've got an episode with him and with his uh, training and his Carl Buck hoops. Yeah, man, he's definitely a good person to model your game against. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my game changed a little bit from that, but he's just, he was my first, like the first person that really inspired me. You know, you know how you look at some of the people and you're just in, in awe and in shock. He was my first one in, uh, in New Zealand. And again, I didn't get to really see some of the, younger talents that are playing now as pros, just because I started a little bit later, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So um, now let's talk about it. Like, okay, it must've been after school, you started transitioning your mindset to saying, Hey, look, I want to try and crack this game and actually do well. Mm-hmm. Was it about that time or, um, or was it before that, you know, when you were trying to, you know, position yourself into, you know, I want to play basketball professionally. 
I mean, I've always had a goal. Like my mindset was always, I'm going to be a professional sportsman. Like I always wanted that. But then to crack the system and to crack the industry, it's very, very difficult because you have to work incredibly hard and you just have to keep at it um, over and over again. And the other things that does come and like clash with that is work, you know? So I actually had a good job uh, working with uh, Harbour Basketball before, and uh, I was doing my coaching and like I had uh, – it was it was a very good job and I was satisfied and everything. But every time I was coaching, I was always saying, "Hey man, I want to be I want to be uh, the person that's getting coached." I remember I had a few kids that I coached. These are great kids, uh, Ethan and I had Dylan, um, and all those kids that I'd be coaching. Like man, they having fun. I was like, I want to be the person that's getting coached. But you know, at the age of twenty two, I kind of decided, you know what, I'm just gonna leave everything and follow this uh, basketball dream. And my first stint. Most people don't really know this. Was actually I was in New Plymouth, uh, uh, yeah, with the Mountaineers there. So with Coach Shaw, uh, that's uh, where actually when I decided to take my basketball seriously. Then, cool. So um, so you packed your bags up, went to New Plymouth, uh, Taranaki. So, and then yeah, let's talk about it. Like when you were there for your first kind of year or so, what was it like for you? For me, it was a it was a weird experience because <laughs> they kind of I wouldn't say they screwed up because I kind of screwed up on my on my behalf. But I had a permanent resident, you know, and I'd been in the country for more than twelve years, and we thought that was fine, you know. And then, but I had moved all my stuff and everything before that, and um, yeah. But then I think two months or, or not two months, like a couple of weeks before the season start, they find out you need a uh, citizenship, otherwise the county's an import. They already have the import. So I was actually just there for that whole year, just training. Like I couldn't play any games, but I showed up to the games, I showed up to the trainings. But the fact that I could live in a professional organization and also be around uh, pros was huge for me. You know, um, I remember there was our input, Chris Hagen, the work ethic that that, that guy had there was uh, was something not to be reckoned with. So I learned quite a lot, even though I couldn't play. It was still... Um, worthwhile so the trade-off was you know you weren't playing the season but you got to interact and inject yourself into the professional um realm but you know because people's mindset and that's the regards of it man screw this man i'm, I'm gonna, i can't do this you know like <laughs> oh, i need to make a living i need to move on but you know with your mindset you're saying that no nah, man I, you knew what you're getting yourself into and you carried on yep absolutely well the it, i was so close to the dream you know, you could almost taste it. And, you know, I was so close, so I didn't want to give it up. Um, and I already had moved everything, so I couldn't just <laughs> go back. So no. I was like, there's no way. I'm, I'm staying here. I'm sticking this out. And also, like, you know, Chris Hagen, he was one of my – he was a very close friend of mine, and he helped me too. So it was also fun at the same time. Like, there was, like that year, we didn't win any games <laughs> beside that, but off-court – and um, got to hang out with my teammates and got to go to the trainings and just witnessing the fans and witnessing everyone. That experience there was was what got me ready for the years to come. Okay, so how long did you stay in Ukraine for? Like, did you finally sort it out or was there just a... Yeah, a yes. Yep. So straight after I came back from New Plymouth, I... Um, I got my citizenship, got that stuff sorted because I was like, I'm not letting this happen again. Because when a team is losing <laughs> and you're on the bench and you can't play, naturally, you're thinking, I can help this team. 
So the whole season, I was like, my God, put me in this team here and I'll make these guys win, you know? <laughs> we, we have that as now. There's our big ego coming in there. So, so I was filled with so much fire to just get that citizenship um, sorted after that. And, and thankfully, I did I did get it and it went through it. I'm now known as a, as a Kiwi. Nice. So, um, yeah, so when you actually got the time and opportunity to play, was that with um, Taranaki? No, so I actually moved. So... I kind of, after I came back from New Plymouth, I kind of sort of went back into kind of my working zone and, you know, I kind of lost touch of basketball too. But then I was like, no, Tanasha, you got to get back into this. And um, it was Napier, uh, so Zico, you know. So I went down there. I'm not sure the uh, gap between the years between that was there, but my one was with Zico and he said, come down. And it was still just the big squad, the wider squad. And I was there. And I moved my stuff once again, you know, I moved my stuff once again. And I was there training with them for about three months. And uh, and people were getting cut uh, like each week and, and, and that. But, you know, I was competing myself with uh, others. And I was just, in my head, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get cut. There's no way any of this stuff's going to happen. But one day Zika called me up and I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be the day I'm getting my contract. And they're going to say, hey, we want you a thing. But then they were like, no, unfortunately, this is the end of the road. And uh, and I, I wasn't too shocked about it because I've been rejected quite a few times. I was just like, you know what, it is what it is. And uh, and what I learned from Zika too, and as every New Zealand player knows, like the guy is a genius. So he taught me how to use on balls, how to read on balls, and he would train me every single day. So even though it did cut me, the time that he gave to me, was something unbelievable and um, the lessons that I learned from it were truly incredible. But I got cut from there and then I think it was only three weeks before before the season was about to start. And I'm like, are you serious? This is happening? So what I just did, I just texted every single coach that was out there saying, hey, I want to come play for you and all that stuff. And one of the very last teams that I contacted was Southland Sharks. And, uh, and, you know, when, you, when you're outside Southland Sharks, you look at Southland Sharks as like, ah, that team is so far away. You can't get there. But I just did it. I was like, you know what? I got Judd's contact. I would just give him a little text, see what he says. And two teams responded. One of them was uh, Tim for Manuatua Jets. And the second was Judd. And Judd was like, hey, love your thing. Give me, a, I'll give you a call tomorrow. And I'm sitting there in Napier just like, what's happening? Am I actually going to get this? He calls me up. And then he said, hey, come down. And I'm like, this is actually happening. And he's like, come down, we have a trial. So I packed my stuff again. I moved to go to Auckland, see my family for a bit, drive all the way to Invercargo, train there for like two weeks and like two days before the season starts. Um, Jack, uh, the organization of Southland says, hey, you've, uh, you've made the squad. And that was uh, <laughs> was one of the greatest days of uh of my life. I couldn't believe it. You know, you get the gear, you get the bag and you get, and um, as many people that know me, they know that how much I'm thankful for Invercargo and Southland. Yeah. Cause um, there was a question on our social media asking if you, if you miss Southland. Oh, big time. I, uh, I mean, that place there is, is, is a place that pretty much shaped the person that I am. I mean, most of most of my guys, they know that I have a brand called T45, but that T45 there, it represents Invercargo. I can go too deep in there, but that there, that's a representation of what Invercargo did for me and what they gave me. 
that organization there, uh, it means the world for me. And I will always represent 45 because once I worked at F45 there, but it also represents to me in Invercargo. So that day is always going to be my forever number. Just to say thank you to to Invercargo. They were the one of the very few people that accepted me for absolutely who I am. So they, they always have a special place in my heart. Okay, so another question was, what does it take to, you know, to to be good, to be great in what you do? Like, what does it take? And let's talk about the basketball side of things. What what do you yeah. believe it takes? I mean, you you have to be able to accept rejection over and over again. Uh, I remember talking to one of my uh, my friends, Chris, is one of my teammates, and he speaks of uh, in business, he gets he's, he talks to 30 people every single day, or in like, yeah, in, in most days, and only one of them will say yes. But 29 of them say no to him. But to him, it's just like, okay, move on to the next one. He's just waiting for that one. He's just waiting for that one. And he lives his whole life basically on that one sale that he does. And it's similar with basketball. And if you're trying to chase something, a bunch and billions, millions and millions of people will just tell you, no, no, no. But you have to have enough uh, belief in yourself that you can do this. And no matter what anyone says, um, you just have to keep going. You have to be a little bit uh, delusional <laughs> to, 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 to go out and get this uh, dream that you have. So persistent, hard work, obviously all of those come in handy. You know, you've got to be studying the right stuff. You've got to be watching the right type of basketball too. Um, obviously all of that, have the right mentors. All of that is important, but you're resilient to just say, you know what? I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone tells me. I'm going to do this. That's what nice. it takes there. Awesome. That's great words and great advice. But let's talk about T45. You've just recently brought it out. Uh, you just <laughs> gave out the lowdown of where the origins and what it means. But, man, how does it feel like getting that side hustle or this business going? Oh, it's it's, it's incredible. Uh, I was actually just talking to um, one of my friends that's actually in uh, Wellington, Amy, and uh, she's just about to, to, to make a purchase. And I was like, I still get shocked every single time someone buys my shirt. Like every time it's it's the most unusual thing. Like it's happened more than thing, but it's just the most unusual. I'm like, wow. And then when you see people wear it, that's even on another crazy level, you know? So, I mean, it's been fun and it's been truly incredible. And there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are also helping out with this. Um, but it's been it's been a lot of fun. Hey, I'm not saying I'm like super successful right now to start off the business. No way that's happening. But just the fact that I get to do two things that I love, both in basketball and both in my brand of T forty five, is 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 I'm very thankful and grateful for that. Yeah, like let's just be honest with me, odds on uh, you know, that the apparel scene in worldwide is quite crowded, but I think <laughs> you were saying before, you know, like it's not about the sales at the moment. It's just, you know, promoting the brand, trying to get it out there, trying to, you know, like I said, get a bit of a thrill when, you know, people are, you know, taking, you know, giving you some sort of feedback saying, man, this is a cool thing. Absolutely. And it's, uh, and I remember before we had this conversation, me and you, we had a conversation talking about how do we get this thing out or what's some advice. It's just about listening to every single person's kind of opinion. Obviously there's going to be a lot of the naysayers and all that stuff, but at the moment it's listening to what, the people want, you know, and what the people uh, would would purchase at the end of the day, you know. So 
Um, and my goal right now, it's not too much about the sales. Obviously, that's important, but it's just getting that name out there and people just knowing about it. And once you've done that, you know, the risk is quite, uh, the risk kind of comes as itself. So, but it's been incredible at the moment. Um, we've had a lot of people come on board with it and we've had a lot of people uh, purchase too. So, um, it's slowly, but it is moving in the right direction. Like, like you said, again, this is crazy. You know, you, you, you put something together. This is your thoughts, your dreams, aspiration. And then people are, you know, getting on board and supporting. And that's just, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, I can go on for hours talking about this one, but it is, it's true. It, it really is true. It's like you design, like the process of it, you know, you come up, you got your book, you design the shirt, you ask a few people what you think, you draw it up, uh, you send it, and then the shirt comes and you see it. That's another process. Like, wow, this is what it looks like. My goodness, this is incredible. And then you put it on and you're like, wow, that, that's what it looks like. And then you see someone else. You're like, wow. So everything is just, it just, it just, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable every single time I see it. Um, it yeah, it's, I'm very honored when anyone ever buys any of it. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm in awe. <laughs> All right, Ed. So, um, before we round off this episode, what's the, um, what's the future plans for, uh, for, for Tanashe? What's, what's going on? Well, as some that do know, I did pronounce, I did say, announce that uh, I'll be moving to to Melbourne in about two weeks, actually. So seventh of Feb, moving to Melbourne, we'll be playing for Team uh, Sherpaton Gators in the Big V. So I'm excited about that because the only time I've ever been to Melbourne was when I was in Southland Sharks, and we were just traveling there. We had to wait at the airport for three hours, but other than that, I've never been there. So it would be very exciting to. Um, to 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 spend some the next half a year in uh, in Melbourne there so um, we've been having talks with Josh as well my new coach so uh, that's going to be exciting we're both excited about that there yeah. awesome hey Tanache thank you very much for your time this is sounding like such an awesome story that you're giving that your resilience that you're following your dreams regardless on the results you're going to just keep your you know your thoughts and focus in the right direction. Jordan, I can't thank you enough for even giving me the time to, um, you know, just to share my story. I uh, I don't take that lightly, so I'm very thankful for you guys, uh, and thank you don't just choose anyone. So thanks for giving me this time, guys. Now, nah, awesome, no problem. One day, hey, you might have to cop your your, uh, your apparel, and you know, we'll <laughs> show it off you proudly. <laughs> easy, easy, man, easy, man. I would uh, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, man, and good. Sweet. Thank you, Jordan. Well, there it is. It's full time. Thank you very much for taking your time out here with us at Showtime Balling NZ, the podcast, balling at all levels. Hope you enjoy. Before we take off, making sure that you cop our merch and make sure you help grow our brand and represent us. Yo, until next time, peace.